Lord Jesus, would you speak to us right now? Your Holy Spirit voice spoken to our hearts and ears and minds. And would you use what we talk about right now to not only change our lives, but to use what happens over the next five weeks of the semester break to set us on a course that's toward you. And I'm asking that you would bless my friends here and bring us closer in to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, we got five weeks ahead of us. Semester break. When does school start again next semester? 21st. Man, this is a long break, so this is exciting. And some of you guys, who's got plans? <laughs> some of you guys have plans, and some of you don't. But here's what I want you guys to be for sure, is that the devil has plans for you. Whether you got plans for yourself or not, whether your family's got plans... The devil has plans for your life over the next five weeks. And so I want to talk about this because every January, listen to me carefully, every January, when students are coming back, of course, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not stopping. And people stop in all the time. And the coffee shop is open. It's just a smaller crowd during the break. But every January, people come into my office. And, I, and of course, you know, what's my question to them? How was your how how was your Christmas? How was your break? And they say, I messed up. Exactly. I mean, they don't say it like this, but they'd say if it was great, I wouldn't be here talking to you. No. Um, But so many times I've heard it wasn't good. And I hear that way more in January than I hear it in August when people are coming back from the, from the summer break. Because in the summer, people are out there working jobs, and they've got stuff that they're going to do, and they're going to Japan with me, and they're doing other things. But over the Christmas break, there's a lot of just ugh, time. Right? Do you guys know what I mean? There's a lot of people that are going to spend their time in bed till 2 a.m. And, i uh, sorry, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. <laughs> See, I'm, thank you, Daniel. I'm learning from you too, man. Okay. So, guys, we don't want that to happen. So here's, here's what I want you guys to, to think about for a second. So what are the potential sins that you guys or that people around you could fall into during the semester break? What are the potential sins that the devil's trying to hand your way or tempt you into over the next five weeks? Okay, pride. Definitely pride. Okay, pride. Apathy. Exactly. Laziness, isolation, greed, selfishness. Yeah, okay, what's it? What, selfishness, something like that. Um, and what do you say? Coveting, covetousness, or envy, covet. Is coveting the same as envy? Yeah, maybe sometimes. Coveting, coveting, and envy. Envying, like, I wish I had what they had. I can't believe my brother got a cooler toy than me. Okay, what else? Say it again. Anxiousness, anxiety. I wish, you know what? I would love it. We brought a whiteboard with us to South Asia because it was big. I'd love to have a big whiteboard here. Okay, anxiety, what else? Doubt. Doubt, okay, doubt. Gluttony, yes. Gluttony, what else? Say it again. <laughs> nothing, 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 nothing. How about how about lust? Lust. Okay, what else? Huh? Drunkenness. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, not good, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
bunch of these things. Okay, now here's, here's what I want you guys to think about. Why, which, well, first, let me ask you this. Don't answer this out loud, but which of these do you see? Yeah, I could, that, that could be me if I'm not careful. Okay, don't answer. But I want you to think about it. Uh, and the reason I'm doing this is not to make you feel bad, but really to make you think ahead of what could happen and to prepare yourself for, for this so that it doesn't happen. So why do you think, why do you think, just think about this, why do you think that, it's, that it is more likely that people fall into this muck during the next five weeks than during the 18 weeks that we just finished? Obviously, there's people over the past 18 weeks have, who have fallen into this muck also. But the, the likelihood of falling into it is greater during the next five weeks. Why is that? Lack of responsibility. Lack of responsibility, exactly. And? Oh, yes. Like, like it's, it's the holidays. Let's be pigs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Lack of lack of focus. I think I think those three things are it. I mean, it's it's lack of responsibility, lack of focus, and a culture that says party hard because school the next semester is going to start soon. And you won't have time to do it. I think that's what it is. Okay, so I want to give you guys five or six preventative measures, and I want to ask you guys to write these down and think about them. So the first one is this. I want to, this is what I want to ask you guys to do. I want you to define your goals for the next five weeks and define your motivation for why you want to accomplish these goals. So what, just think, can you think of one goal that you are shooting for? And be, be specific. I mean, of course, some of you guys would just say to know Jesus more, but, but I'm asking for a specific goal for the next five weeks. Would you text me that? Scatter, would you put my number up there? 817. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Text me in a group with one more person here, okay? So me plus one other person. And, okay, so if you, if you like Daniel, then, um, or if you, if you want Daniel to know, what your goal is. So text me and one other person in a group what, 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 a, what a goal is for the next five weeks, okay? This is, I know some of you guys are like, man, this is weird. I, I just came for the second time tonight. 501-894. This is family, and this is accountability, and, and we're, not, we're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to become men and women of God. So I don't want anybody thinking, oh, I don't have to do this, okay? I mean, this is, this is right here in my house, almost, and um, so do this, okay? Text me, and there's going to be no judgment here. I'm not going to read your, what you're saying, but just a goal. Okay, so what's a goal that you are shooting for? And you don't have to text the next part, but I just want you to think about what would you, so define, define your goal, define one goal, text it to me, and ask yourself, just in your notes, would you, would you ask yourself, what is your motivation for accomplishing that goal? What are you, what's, what, what's driving you? And the verse that I want you guys to think about in regards to motivation is that I always talk about. Really, sorry. Talk about why we do what we do. What is driving this? What is, what, why are we gonna, next year in 2020, where are we going to do the things that we're doing? Okay, 2 Corinthians 5.14. For the love 
of Christ compels us, drives us. Because we are convinced that one died, and therefore all died. And he died for all so that those who live here in this room and at UTA would stop living for themselves, but live for him. That's, that's the motivation. Our motivation should be love for God, love for people, and God's love through us to other people. Okay, so I just told you what your motivation should be. Okay, but the goal, I, I just want you guys to think about that goal. Okay, so first of all, define your goals and your motivation for why you want to accomplish those goals. Okay, if you don't, let me, let me just say this. If you do not have a goal or any goals for the next five weeks, you're not going to accomplish those goals. You're, I mean, you're not going to accomplish something. Nobody, nobody's going to accomplish very much if they're just sitting back waiting for something to happen. Does that make sense? The reason that you're, that you're more successful during the semester than you are at this time is because it's easy to just think, I'm not even sure what I'm, you know, what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm asking you to find your goals. So second thing that I'm asking you guys to write down is this. Would you, would you plan your schedule? Schedule, schedule your, these next five weeks. Because if you don't plan your schedule, somebody else will. And that somebody else might be the devil. You think, what is it that I want to be doing with my time? Again, nothing's going to happen if you just sit back and expect that something might happen. Great things can happen over this next five weeks. Relationally, great things can happen. Financially, great things can happen. Spiritually, great things can happen. Rest can happen. Real rest. But if you don't think proactively, those things probably aren't going to happen. So how you schedule your time. Okay, first, first one again is goals and prior, goals and motivation for those goals. Second thing I ask you to write down is your schedule. But those, your schedule is really going to reflect your priorities. So I just want to tell you some priorities that you should have. Okay? Priority number one is what? Jesus, right? I mean, we're, we're after Jesus. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I mean, this is our goal. We want to know Jesus. Okay, so how do you do that? I want to ask you guys again, you've heard me say it before, make it your standard for every day. No Bible, no breakfast. Don't be eating food if you don't have time to spend time in the Word, okay? Nope, nope. If, if you don't have time to... For prayer, then no primping. No primping until prayer, no Bible, no breakfast, no text till you get this text, no messaging till you get this message. I'm serious, guys. Let this be your standard. And teach other people to do it also. So Jesus is your priority. And that I just want to encourage you, don't be skipping Sunday morning. Don't be skipping the first 30 minutes of Sunday morning. I mean, set your schedule. This is about, this is about men, of, men and women of God who set their alarms, get up on time, brush their teeth, have a shower, and get to church in time to greet their friends before the service starts, not 15 minutes after. Okay? I mean, we're, we're setting the standard for the rest of the world. You guys are the leaders. Okay? People are going to follow your example. And we're, we're, we're doing the merge over the next five weeks. We're not skipping any merges, right? 
I mean, I, I know I know some of you guys might have to be out of town or something, but I'm saying we're, you can come here every Thursday night with the exception of next Thursday night because that's at my barn, at my place where I live, because I want you guys at my place because I like you. <laughs> so, okay, so priorities, as you schedule the next five weeks, guys, Jesus' time every day. Uh, also, priorities should be, you should have some family time. I'm really thinking about this. My wife, my wife about every other day says, when are we going to get away? Oh, that's right. And I say, okay, we got to I got to get some, I have to get some quality time with my wife and I got to get some quality time with my boys and I got to get some quality time with my mom and dad because they feel like I'm not giving them enough time and my sisters. There's a lot. So I need to prioritize this because I got a little bit less busy schedule uh, during the winter break, but it's not okay for me to just think it's going to happen. I've got to really got to think proactively how to make those times happen. Priority that you guys should have in place is your, is your relationships, your friendships. These things won't just happen unless you, unless you go out and make them happen. Friendships don't happen automatically. Let me, let me tell you guys something. You're not going to like this, but you have to earn your friends. You want everybody to just like you. And yet... People like you because of how you act and how you respond. And if, you're, if you don't know how to do that, then hang out with Daniel or hang out with my son Ian or hang out with Grace, you. I mean, there's actually, hang out, with, hang out with these people. We got lots of people here who are, who are friendly people. But friendships don't just happen. Friendships take work. And so I'm asking you guys to put, put that on your schedule. I'm going to spend time proactively with friends. I'm going to invest in my friendships. Okay. Also priorities. I just think about as far as how you're going to schedule your time. You've got a stack of books right next to you, Annika. Are those all Bibles? Okay, they're all Bibles. Are you going to read them all over the break? <laughs> okay. You guys have books. I know that you're thinking, I really ought to read that book someday. Read the book. Read the book. There's, there's things that I really, really want you to learn. If you don't know what book to read, then ask me. Right, because um, you're, you're not going to absorb that information unless you decide to put it in your schedule and say, I'm going to read from, I'm going to get up at, at 7 in the morning. I'm going to read until 9. And you're like, no, it's break time. I shouldn't have to get up at 7. Try it. Try it. We're, we're trying to develop. I mean, these guys, these, the, those 26 young men, these guys are amazing. They come from impoverished, impoverished situations. They come to this Bible school. The cost for them to go there is $56 a month. None of them pay because none of, them, none of their families even make that much money. I mean, they, these are impoverished young men. And they get up every morning. What time, Daniel? 5.30. They, have their own, they, they spend the day learning how to follow Jesus. And they get on Saturdays, is the, their day off, and on Saturdays, if they have a cell phone, which cell phones are really cheap in their country, if they have a cell phone, they get it for an hour on Saturday. And, it's been, and they all tell you it's been so good for them. Just, you know, I'm thinking, how, is, it, is it even possible for, for us to have a discipleship program here in America that, that matches what they're doing there? I, I don't know. Because I can't imagine that anybody would say, okay, I'll be a part of a discipleship program that lets me have my phone one hour a week. But the, the relationships and the benefit that they are experiencing because of that kind of commitment is going to change the world. 
And I, I have a healthy sense of competition, thinking, could we not change the world? But it's not going to happen. Not that I'm going to take all your phones away. I'm just saying, let's have that kind of commitment. Let's, let's spend our time doing stuff that is constructive and help, helps to build you up as men and women of God. Okay, so what, what are you going to read? You know, what are you going to read? And, and then along with that, what do you, what do you need to learn? In your, as you talk about schedule, what do you need to learn this semester? There's so much that if you learned, if there's certain things that you could learn over the next five weeks that would be very effective tools in helping you to build the kingdom of Jesus. Let's not waste this time. Okay, first thing I asked you guys to write down was goal and motivation. Second thing was uh, plan your schedule. Third thing I want to ask you guys to do over the next five weeks is plan to give more than you take. There's two kinds of people in the world, people that give more than they take and people that take more than they give. And the, the people who come back after the semester break who are the happiest are going to be the people who gave more than they took. It's hard because the more you give, the more you give, the more you receive. But Jesus himself says more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus said that. And if you, do, if you try this, it's going to be hard to outgive God. Now, how do you know if you're giving more than you take? Well, this is how you do it. You add up all the time you spend on yourself, add up all the time you spend on other people, and compare which is more, which is less. And you think, I can't do that. I can't spend more than 50% of my time on other people. Of course you can't, unless you're filled with the love of Jesus and the power of God and take a Sabbath once a week. So, yeah, you can't do it. I mean, people, I'm, I'm so tired of, of raising up leaders who end up burning out. Oh, yeah, they, you, we, can't, we can't muscle our way into giving more than we take. It's got to be just something that just comes out of us because Jesus fills us up. The more we give, the more he just pours into us, okay? So plan to give more than you take. And then number four, would you write this down? Plan your entertainment intake. Plan it. Because if you don't plan it, you find out, wow, I just used, I, I spent six hours watching. There aren't vines anymore, are there? <laughs> I know, there's no vines. Okay. Watching YouTube or say whatever. You watch half of a movie and think, yeah, that was good. Let's watch another, try another one. And you're not even out of bed yet. Okay. I want to ask you to plan your entertainment intake. And here's why. Because your thoughts, the thoughts, last night, Ian was talking in his sleep again, as he does every night. And, uh, and he, asked, he asked me yesterday to sign a paper at his, so that he could watch a movie at his school. And I really don't want him to watch, but, um, but I thought, you know what, buddy, you just keep your eyes on Jesus, and it's, it's not that bad. But I thought, he's going to come back next week, and he's gonna be, he talks in his sleep every night. So after he watches that movie, you know what he's going to be talking about? That movie. Don't believe that, you, that the movies that you watch do not affect your thoughts. They do. They do. And don't believe that the video games you're playing are neutral. They are training your mind to think a certain way. Now, I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying that you end up, I mean, if, if, you've, if you've played video games before, you find yourself going to sleep at night, and it's still running through your mind. Have you had this experience? I've had this experience. I remember back when Tetris first came out. Okay, 
who do you, here's, here's my question in regards to, to planning your entertainment intake. Who do you want to become? You will become what you think about. And you will think about what you spend your time being entertained by. You, th- who you are 40 years from now is going to be affected by what you're putting in your mind right now. So I'm asking you to plan your entertainment and stick with it. How many movies is it okay for you to watch over the next five weeks? And I, I talked to a girl in my office a couple weeks ago. She said, she said she's a- addicted to watching stuff. Not bad stuff, just stuff. And I said, well, how about, I said, well, it's the longest you've ever gone. She said, I don't know. I said, have you ever gone a day without watching uh, movies? She said, no, not that I can remember. So I said, today's the day. It was, it was about 5 p.m. I said, tomorrow at 5 p.m., let me know how you did. Well, I didn't see her the next day, but about two weeks later, she was here. And she said, Steve, you helped me. I did it. Except I watched, I just watched 15 minutes over the 24-hour period because I just needed something. I thought, well, you're almost there. And then I saw her yesterday, and she said, it's like, it's like I've just, it's like it's broken. I'm not doing it anymore. How cool is that? Okay, you guys got a plan to do it. You won't, you won't just one day just wake up and say, I don't, I don't want to spend my life watching stuff that doesn't matter. You've got a plan to do that. Okay, number five, plan how you will respond to frustration over the next five weeks. You got to plan this. You are going to experience frustration with OCD family members and angry shoppers and people who are supposedly celebrating Christmas but act the opposite on the roads. How do you think you should respond? I want you to think proactively about this. Because if, if you just wait till that moment, you're not going to respond the way that you want to. So I'm asking you to think ahead. There's Christmas evening and Christmas morning, it's almost guaranteed that one of the people in your family is going to have a fit. Am I wrong? I mean, to the point where I'm like, do we have to celebrate Christmas? Because I hear about it in so many people's families. It's like, skip Christmas and enjoy each other. Okay? So you are the man of God. You are the woman of God. So when, when your second cousin comes over and has a fit because the turkey wasn't done right, whatever it is, how are you going to respond? Plan it. Think it. And may the Lord give you grace to be the leader in all that. Along with this, let me ask you this question. Who is the person who over the next five weeks you are going to have the most difficulty loving? You guys are smiling because you already know. And how are you going to respond to that person? And here's what I want you guys to know for sure. That when those people act like little brats, when they act so selfish, let me remind you that indescribable peace is yours through Jesus. Unexplainable joy is yours 
through Jesus. No power of hell can take away your joy. No power of hell can take away your peace. No angry cousin or auntie or whatever can take that away. Except you. You're the only one who can, who can for, let, let somebody else forfeit the joy and peace that's yours. So when they, when they act like that, and the meal's ruined or whatever, doesn't happen the way that they thought that Christmas should happen, rejoice. Have fun. And be a blessing. Speak blessing over that person or those people as much as possible. Okay. That was plan how you're going to respond to frustration. Okay, last one. Number six, be accountable to some people. Over the next five weeks, are you willing to let some people tell you when you are being a bum? You know what I'm talking about? You know when other people are being a bum. Like, have you done anything worth anything in the past three days? And yet you don't, you don't feel like you can say that. So what I'm asking you is, who are the people in your life, or in this room, or in your discipleship house, who you're willing to, to let tell you, you aren't living the life to the fullest that Jesus has called you to live? Would you get out of bed and unplug your TV, or whatever it is, and stop living like that? Okay. Do you got somebody in mind who you'd let do that? If you don't have anybody in mind, you already got the problem with pride. Okay, who do you trust to do that over the next five weeks? Okay, here's what I want to ask you to do. You don't have to text me, but get out your phone and at least pretend you're texting. I want you to text them. Hopefully they're in this room. And you say, you can tell me when I'm, you can tell me. Just text them that. And if they're not in this room, but then you can still just say, you can tell me. And they're going to ask you later what they can tell you. They're like, what are you talking about? You can say, listen to the podcast. Yes, Maddie. About the Luke devotion. Yes, I am. That's a great idea. Okay. Okay. Let's, just Let's talk. We got th three or four more minutes left. Let's talk about what are some practical things that you guys can do to walk away from some of this stuff. We'll talk about this one because Maddie just mentioned it. This isolation, you, some of you guys are going to go into isolation. You're going to feel like nobody cares about me. I texted five people and none of them responded and I, nobody loves me. Poor me, poor me. And I want to say, don't be a bum. Instead, be involved, get involved. I want to ask you guys, we've got these, these devotionals. We've got uh, our... Our month three Luke devotional was finished yesterday, and so um, so if who's who's doing the devotional stuff, the the cornerstone devotional? Not very many of you. This this is the way this works. Um, we also have the winter devotional that was finished last week, um, that was written by our our own cornerstoners. But the way this works is you spend. It, this is just a way to stay connected to the Word of God and stay connected to the people here at the cornerstone. So. If you don't know what this is yet, we're asking you to take, to take, if you've never done it before, if you haven't done this before, take month one or take the winter devotional. Actually, you can take the winter devotional or month one and, and start going through it. Go through the first seven days, and then you meet with a senpai. That means somebody who's one step ahead of you. 
and they'll sign off and they'll, ask, they'll talk with you about it. And once you've been started doing this and you can do it for two or three or four or five weeks and you got other people that want to do it, then you can be a senpai to them. Does that make sense? Okay, if that's confusing, you get the, the month one Luke devotional, read the introduction on it, and it'll explain how to do that. It's just a way to, to stay connected with Jesus and stay connected with the people here, okay? And if you don't know, if you're like, man, I'd like to be a part of that, but I don't know very much about it, then, then text me, okay? My number is 817-501-8941, and we'll all, I'll connect you with a senpai, somebody who's two weeks ahead of you in this, or if we don't have somebody, then I'll, then I'll be your senpai. Okay, let's talk, talk about a couple more of these. No, we won't because we're out of time. Okay, we're stopping here. Okay, here, here, here's what I just want to close with. The power of God is available for the people here at the Cornerstone. Second Peter 1.3, his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and for five weeks winter break and for godliness during the five weeks winter break. He's given it to us. It's not something that, that we're hoping that maybe he might be nice enough and give us the grace. He's given us the grace. It's a matter of us grabbing a hold of it, taking hold of this truth. Fight the good fight of faith, Paul says to Timothy. Take hold of the life to which you were called. Okay? So we're taking hold of this. It's not going to be easy. I'm not asking you to do something easy. I'm asking you to do something that is difficult, but it has been made available to you. You are men of God in training. You are women of God in training. You're becoming the salt of the earth and the light of the world. If you guys will do what God has called you to do, we're going to change this campus. We haven't seen anything yet like we want to see on this campus. Let's have the attitude that the 26 young men have that I was teaching the Bible to there, and let's not take any steps back just because our schedule isn't as busy as it's been for the past 18 weeks. Okay? Are we in this together? Okay. Okay. I want you guys to say what, the, what these young men kept saying as we were in South Asia. They kept saying, Jesus is worth it. Would you say that? Jesus is worth it. You guys didn't say that near as loud as those guys did. Okay, I want you to say it one more time. Okay, ready? Say, Jesus is worth it. Jesus is worth it. Okay. If you guys really mean that, then, then would you look at the things that I, the six things that I just asked you to write down, and would you implement those into your lives? And guys, I'm your friend. I'm busy, busy, but I'm not too busy to, to care for you. I'm here as your pastor. Okay? I'm getting, I'm, all these guys from South Asia are texting me, asking me questions now, and I get texts from the Philippines. You guys can surely do that too. We've also got lots of, who's, who's one of our, who are small group leaders here? Okay, we got small groups meeting on co-ed small group on Monday night. We got a uh, guys small group on Friday night. We got a girls small group on Friday. We got a girls small group on Thursday. Basically, we got small groups all through the week. Be connected, be here at the coffee shop, help Nick, Remodel the building, and let's do it all because we're motivated by the love of Christ. Let's stand up and let's pray. Jesus, we're just thankful that you're doing a work in our hearts, and we just we just swear our allegiance to you above any movie or any amount of, of, of rest or any person who's trying to disrupt our lives over the next five weeks. Lord, we just want you to be glorified in us and through us, that these, these men of God, these women of God would be strong in you, that our eyes would be fixed on you, 
and that we will not step back. Would we be full of courage like those 26 young men that we taught in South Asia? Would we be full of courage and never giving up, never, never turning aside from what you've called us? Would you bless my friends here? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Is there prayer tonight in the prayer room? Okay, guys, if you need, if you need prayer specifically for some things, there will be people in the prayer room to pray for you. What's that? Luke devotional. Okay, Luke's got the devotionals. Luke's got winter devotionals, or if you want to start on the on the Luke devotional, that's good too.